Destination Medicine is a collaborative initiative of regional training hubs. With first-hand lessons learned from those who have gone before, this podcast is designed to assist and inspire anyone interested in pursuing a medical career in rural and regional Australia. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. If you're looking to pursue a career in medicine, don't feel compelled to rush things. It's a journey, not a destination. That's the advice from nephrologist Dr. James Collette, whose own path into medicine was one of discovery and embracing the opportunities as they came. Originally from Sydney, James is a renal health physician based in Dubbo, about a five-hour drive northwest of Sydney. He wasn't planning on becoming a doctor at all when he finished high school. He was studying an undergraduate course, unrelated to medicine, when he decided to take a year off to work as a full-time carer at a group home for people with disabilities. He tells Chris Ashmore it was that experience that led him to pursue a career in medicine. I was in a period of not sure what I wanted to do in my life, so I did that and I loved that job but it was actually seeing the inequality of healthcare for disabled people that made me really interested in, in being a doctor and going into that area of medicine. And I didn't go into that area of medicine, but that's really what prompted me to get interested in medicine. Terrific. Well, let's fast forward then. And in terms of your current role, James, how would you describe what you do? So I am a largely a, a clinical doctor and I work as a nephrologist and also do general medicine as well. So I work as a general physician and that's sort of split my time, probably about 80% kidney work and 20% medicine, general medicine. As a kidney doctor, I see predominantly outpatients with kidney problems, such as patients that need dialysis, have had kidney transplants and have electrolyte problems or immune diseases affecting their kidneys. And then I also do general medicine where I cover sort of all comers that come into the hospital with a medical problem and I'm on call for that and look after general medicine patients. And then the last part of my job is as a clinical academic up at Sydney Uni. We have a currently uh, third and fourth year med students from Sydney Uni that do two years out here and uh, I help coordinate their rotation for medicine and do some teaching with them and do some research as well on the side related to student learning in the wards. So I have a sort of broad mix of things which keeps me occupied. That's terrific. Well, nephrology, nephrology and general medicine, two different areas, but what sparked the interest in those areas? So nephrology, really I got interested in because when I was doing my training as a junior doctor, I kept getting kidney rotations. And I'm a big believer that a specialty will choose you, not the other way around. And I just kept getting those rotations and I really enjoyed the people I worked with and I really enjoyed the way those people thought and I, I liked the chronicity and looking after long-term kidney patients. So that's how I got really interested in nephrology. And I also have done some time up in Alice Springs and Northern Territory and Darwin, and I got very interested in the disparity between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians in terms of renal health, and that certainly gave me a bias towards wanting to do renal medicine and continue to work in that area, which is one of the reasons I'm in Dubbo. For general medicine, that was more of a necessity 
as being on the roster here in Dubbo at a hospital, we don't have the structure where all subspecialties can cover all patients that come into hospital. So at a big Sydney hospital, if someone comes in with a breathing problem, they might come under the lung doctors. If they come in with chest pain, they'll come under the heart doctors. And if they come in with a dialysis problem because they're on dialysis, they'd come under the kidney team. But because we're in a smaller rural place, we can't do that. We don't have the number of specialists that can support that. So it's a necessity of the job that we all rotate and cover what's called general medicine. So that's actually a really enjoyable part of the job and appeals to me because it really keeps your knowledge broad and I think makes you a better specialist because you're sort of aware of all the other things going on in acute medicine as well. Are you the only or one of few nephrologists in Dubbo, that area? Oh, no. So we're well supported in Dubbo. So I've got two colleagues here that are both renal physicians. So we can offer a very comprehensive renal service to the the large geography we cover. And we also have a high incidence of kidney disease because we've got about 14 to 15% in Dubbo alone are Aboriginal and their incidence of kidney disease is much higher. So kidney medicine is actually very well supported. And we also have another renal physician who's on maternity leave, but she'll be joining us at the end of the year. So that's predominantly been led by my two colleagues who have been here for 13 years and have been very prominent leaders in establishing a stable workforce at the hospital. So I've been very lucky to become part of that. Now, in terms of your fellowship, James, what pathway did you take for that? So for my fellowship, I was an intern and resident at Liverpool Hospital in Sydney, and then I did basic training at RPA. And it was during my time at RPA that I did a rotation out to Dubbo and also to Alice Springs And then I actually had a year off after my exams and then I did renal advanced training in the Western Sydney network. So that was Westmead Hospital, Nepean Hospital, Blacktown Hospital. And after that, I did my final year of training up in Darwin in the Northern Territory and and loved it up there. And that was how I completed my fellowship. And then there was a job advertised in Dubbo while I was in Darwin and I wanted to continue to do work in a non-metro area. And that's how I ended up being a consultant here. What are the type of settings that nephrology and general medicine can be practised in Australia? Look, Chris, really wide spectrum. From my point of view, nephrology can be done out of a usually a large regional centre like Dubbo or Wagga or the equivalent in Victoria would be somewhere like Bendigo or Ballarat, although they're much bigger than Dubbo. And usually we're supported well by a big transplant unit. We refer to Royal Prince Alfred in Sydney. And usually you need somewhere that can provide dialysis, obviously, for dialysis patients. So that's usually from a a kidney point of view. But renal medicine is very versatile. So you can also work, obviously, in very big centres like the Royal Adelaide or the Royal Melbourne or Royal Prince Alfred and work in nephrology centres there. And they often have big transplant units. They lead research in the area. And so if you have an interest in research, that's a good place to be. And you can also see some very subspecialised areas of renal medicine out of those areas. And then general medicine, again, can be pretty widely spread. In regional areas, general medicine is probably more appealing because 
you see a lot of variety of quite complex medicine, whereas if those patients come into hospital in the bigger cities, they get taken up immediately by the subspecialties. So general medicine in rural areas is usually much more diverse and you're actually reliant a lot more on your own clinical skills and often ringing for help because it can get quite complicated. So general medicine, the way it's practised here, is much more common in places that are non-metro centres like Dubbo and uh, Wagga. Now, you grew up in Sydney, which is in many respects a world away from where you are today in central New South Wales. Why Dubbo, James? What attracted you to that part of the world? Oh, look, it's, it's a good question. And I'll be honest, when I was here as a basic trainee, as a registrar, it was in the depths of winter I was living behind the hospital. I worked every second weekend and it was horrible. I don't think I even saw the main street of Dubbo. So yeah, again, that even leads to people saying, well, why'd you go back? Look, it's like everything in life. There was a number of factors that led to me coming to Dubbo. I've already mentioned about the mix of medicine and it was the type of renal medicine I wanted to practice. And it was also that I didn't want to live in Sydney and neither did my wife. And we'd enjoyed Darwin so much that we were keen to actually work somewhere that wasn't Sydney. And I think the two colleagues I've spoken about really wanted me here and put on a good show. And Dubbo's gone through a lot of changes in the last 10 years, particularly from a health infrastructure point of view. We've got a new hospital that's been developed. We're going to have a four-year medical student program in Dubbo run by Sydney University from next year. And it was very obvious when I came to visit that all these changes were happening. And we've also got a state-of-the-art cancer centre that's about to be up and running from the end of this year with a radiation oncologist and a PET CT machine. So all this stuff was in the works and we could see that. And just from a lifestyle perspective, You know, living in Dubbo offered a more simple approach to life and you're on the same salary as someone that lives in Sydney, but the cost of living is is literally half to what it would be in Sydney. And so, you know, all those things sort of combined to think, well, Dubbo, at least for a medium term decision was obvious. And so we decided to come here and it's been a very good decision. We love it here. And how long have you been in Dubbo now? Coming up to five years nearly. Well, COVID aside, do you get back to Sydney often? Yeah, so I've got family in Sydney. I've got nieces and nephews that I love seeing. And Dubbo is incredibly well serviced from a regional airport point of view. We have about five flights a day to Sydney, obviously not at the moment, but really easy to get back. And the drive's not too bad either. You can go through Orange and go over the Blue Mountains and make a day of it or through Mudgee. So yeah, it's very accessible, Sydney. And you can take all the good things from Sydney and leave all the things you don't like. So that's, again, what we love about it. We can see our family. We can go to a nice restaurant, but we're not stuck with the horrible traffic and the exorbitant cost of living. So um, that's a good thing. (laughs) That's great. Looking back now, and hindsight's always a wonderful thing, but is there any piece of advice that you received during your training that stuck with you? Yeah, look, probably two things, Chris, actually. The first one, although it's not training related, although it sort of is, it was actually advice from my father because I'd done all my training and was looking to decide what specialty to do. And leading up to getting through the exam, I was planning a trip around Australia with my wife and a set up four-wheel drive. And, and a lot of 
work colleagues actually told me to not do it and to concentrate on studying and doing research and you know getting my training out of the way and finishing things quickly so I could start working in my career and it was actually my dad that said to me you usually regret the things you don't do uh, in reference to thinking about whether I go away or not so when he told me that I said no I'm going to do it and my wife was very supportive and we did it and we had probably the best year yet of our lives because we camped around Australia, saw some incredible stuff. And I actually had a year to get my head around what specialty I actually wanted to do because I hadn't decided at that point. And it was really good to get some perspective because when you do basic training in your exam, you do your exam and literally a month later you have to interview for specialty positions. And that's a very big decision to make and I wasn't ready. So I was really glad I could take that year off and have a think about it and see some of Australia. So that was probably the best advice in terms of the balance between training and life. And the other good bit of advice I got from training was actually when I was a med student and I did a rotation in palliative care, which I loved. But I think I was complaining to the palliative care physician about sometimes you get bad rotations where you don't get much out of them. And she said to me, you can get something out of every rotation you can do, even if you're looking at that person saying, that's exactly how I don't want to practice medicine. And I thought that was really good advice that even if you're doing something you're not enjoying, even if you're doing a particular area in medicine that's not for you, you really can learn a lot from just seeing how other people behave and how they practice their medicine and taking the things you like and and making sure you don't do the things you don't like. So I thought that was another piece of useful clinical advice. Now, moving from training to working, what's been your most rewarding role? Most rewarding role is actually probably doing the general medicine. As much as I love renal medicine and the patients I look after and when they get a transplant, it's actually doing general medicine because of the variety and the sort of help I can offer patients and hopefully good quality care, but also supervising junior medical staff and having a role in the development of them from an educational and training point of view. And that's something that I really enjoy and it's been really rewarding seeing registrars that come here often in their early years of being registrars and seeing them evolve and helping them develop as clinicians. And when they leave from their rotation here, you can genuinely see that they're better doctors. And and that's sort of the medicine they get to see here, but also the interaction you have with them at a smaller place. So yeah, I think that's been the most rewarding part of things so far. And what about in terms of nephrology? In terms of nephrology, it's the patient relationships that have been really rewarding. It's often, you know, and I'm only five years in, you see a patient who's got a kidney problem, you do a kidney biopsy, you put them on dialysis, you list them for a transplant, they get a kidney transplant, and that's probably as far as I've gone. But then in the future, they might end up having a failed kidney transplant, they might end up back on dialysis. And then you can even be involved in palliation of them when they decide that they don't want more renal replacement therapy. And that can happen over a 30 to 40 year process. But even having a taste of it for five years has been fantastic. And it's very rewarding when you're looking after patients, often in places that are remote, that have good outcomes and you develop a strong relationship with them. Are there any particular personal qualities you think that are advantageous to working in nephrology? Yeah, look, as I said before, the specialty chooses you and 
I think as a rule, nephrologists are often very patient, thorough people that are easy to get on with and like complex chronic medicine. I think that's probably the key. You have to appreciate that a lot of renal medicine is very complicated. They often have a lot of comorbidities and um, you've got to be comfortable practicing chronic medicine. It's not a cardiology or a gastroenterology where it's procedural heavy. So you get people that like to think and manage patients over a long period of time. I think they're the qualities really that make a, a good kidney specialist. What advice, now you know what you know, what advice would you give to a JMO considering a career in nephrology? I would probably say to them firstly, and this is probably from things I learned because I didn't do them, would be try and get involved early with research in renal medicine, even at a JMO level, whether that's an audit at your hospital, whether that's to do with governance of how the renal department works, whether it's a case series of an interesting clinical problem in patients. I would say show that interest early if you do know you want to do renal medicine. As the environment gets more and more competitive, I think it's important to find an area you're interested in. And the best way to show that you're interested in something is that you've actually taken the time to to think about areas outside of the clinical medicine world, which includes research. So So I would say try and find that and show some interest. I'd also say do some renal rotations, see whether you do like it or not, make some connections with the bosses that do nephrology. Renal medicine is actually quite a small community and it's surprising even for me working out in Dubbo how often I interact with colleagues that I went through training with, that I went to med school with. And so it's important to start building those networks now. And I think the other thing is perspective, you know, getting perspective as a JMO is really important and doing a variety of rotations in different areas is really useful. Again, it helps you build networks, but it lets you see how different people do things differently. And and I think that's really important because, again, it goes back to as an evolving doctor, you can then pick and choose the things you like that you see and you don't have to do the things you don't like and that only comes from experience and perspective so that's what I'd say to a junior trying to go on the nephrology pathway. And for those medical students listening who are perhaps unsure about what career path they should choose any advice for them? Uh, My biggest piece of advice is don't feel rushed it's always quite unsettling to hear that and it's advice that I often got when I was a junior. It's like, look, you'll work it out. And as frustrating as that advice can be, it's actually uh, good advice because there's this constant need, especially in medicine with people that are a lot of type A personalities that need to feel like they've got a clear direction and a clear goal. But sometimes things aren't that easy and medicine is certainly about the journey, not the destination. And, and you will come to that decision just by doing things and getting perspectives. There's no rush. It's more about enjoying what you're doing at the time, investing in that. And medicine will show you the way of where you're interested in what you want to do. So I think be patient would be my take-home message and just get perspective. Do things in different places. See how things are done in a big tertiary centre and a rural centre and take what you like out of both of them and then you'll come across what you like. For me, it was really doing that 
and excluding the things I didn't like and then that's how I narrowed down to doing adult medicine and then eventually nephrology Uh, but take time and get perspective and experience would be my advice to medical students there's no urgent rush to decide immediately what you need to do well final question james have you ever had a mentor look probably not a formal mentor i've certainly had a colleague and a friend when i was doing my advanced training who i'd often turn to about life and also medicine advice and I still ring him occasionally if I'm really stuck with a patient but I actually think it was probably a deficiency of my training that I didn't actively seek one out because I've now been on the opposite end where I have a good friend and also a trainee who's actually been out to Dubbo who I first met when she was a junior doctor and I'd like to think in some ways I'm a mentor for her and she's asked me a lot of advice about career progression about what she should be doing in renal medicine and we've had long chats about that and I've really seen how beneficial it's been for her in terms of just talking things out and getting perspective so I certainly didn't have someone like that, but I'd strongly encourage people to seek it out. Sometimes those relationships you can't force, and the one I have with my friend and colleague is very much a natural one that just evolved over time. And so, yeah, I can really see its benefit. For me, it probably was something that was lacking, and certainly I'd encourage people to try and find a mentor. Dr James Collett renal physician at Dubbo Health Service and senior lecturer at the University of Sydney. This is Destination Medicine. Thanks for listening. Regional training hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.